When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. All right, folks, this is a big one for Michiana People Podcast. I got Bob Zaney. It turns out that all you have to do is ask. I saw that Bob was scheduled to do a show at a five-star dive bar in Elkhart on December 28th. Sent him over a message about having him as a guest on the podcast. And then after a few emails, we were talking. Now, I know I sound like a silly fanboy, but Bob is one of my comedy heroes. So if you want to make fun of me, that's totally cool. Mapletronics is our sponsor, and I work there. Security is the biggest topic at Mapletronics right now. Hackers have increased their efforts tenfold in the last year, and Mapletronics is dedicated to keeping you from being low-hanging fruit for being hacked. Give our Facebook page a like to get tips on keeping your personal and business information safe. Just search Mapletronics, all one word, and like the page. Once again, Bob Zaney will be performing at Five Star Dive Bar in Elkhart on December 28th. Check out the Five Star Comedy Club Facebook page for all the great comics they have in their new dedicated comedy room. You can follow Bob Zaney on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram just by searching out his name. Also head over to BobZaney.com to get some great Bob Zaney merch like Wake Me If You're Horny or Eat Salmon, the other pink meat t-shirt. Without further ado, here's Bob Zaney. Oh, hey, I'm back. I forgot to add that there was a point about midway through the interview that the recorder I was using actually uh, had a malfunction, and I lost about 35 or 40 seconds of audio. Just to paraphrase what Bob was saying, he was talking about people's perspective, and he was talking about the tiki idol on the hawaii brady bunch episode and he always thought it was brown and it turned out to be white so that goes into more brady bunch talk i didn't want to cut everything out so we lost about 35 seconds of audio and there you have it i have bob zaney on the michiana people podcast i cannot believe it my wife asked me when i started this podcast about three years ago who my dream guest would be, and the first thing I said was Bob Zaney. And here well, you I are. Your wife, I didn't know your wife was instrumental in this booking, so I'm going to have to hang up right now. <laughs> I got. I got to say, you know, I've reached the pinnacle, and to use your words, I've arrived, baby. So uh, this will be my last podcast episode, and I can well, retire now. Well, I'll tell you what; it's good to have goals. <laughs> 
and it's good to meet him. So I'm uh, I, I'm super stoked. You know, I got. Thanks for having me on, Scott. I, I've heard so much about your podcast, and then, you know, I've been very busy these last three years. And then finally, I, the calls from your wife at 3 a.m., I'm tired of them. <laughs> Well, I will tell her I appreciate the uh, stick to itness she had with that. Let's just put it this way. Don't expect a holiday gift. This is it. <laughs> I have been a fan for many years. I think I've seen you probably nine or ten times. And um, I actually started doing comedy at age 50. And 50. when Yeah. And when people, I, I'm about your age. People ask me um, who my influences are. I always say Bob Zaney and Tom Dreesen. And, of course, they uh, say, who? <laughs> because, of course they do. And I, uh, no way. I, I think that's a great technique, propping up the guests like that. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they're they all so young. I, I, all the comedy clubs I go to, they all look like they're 12 years old, and they have no idea who anybody is. So I, well, uh, they probably don't. They don't know who Johnny Carson and Rodney Dangerfield is either, so I don't feel bad. Right. I, I did use a Rodney Dangerfield reference one time and uh, was met with silence. So it's, it's, well, there you go. It, it's, it's how it is now. So I guess we got to get with the times. So I, like I said, I've been watching you, um, you know, uh, I obviously love Tom Dreesen for his storytelling and I love you for your crowd work. You are the one of the few comics who can do crowd work, and almost every time I've seen you, most of the people that you do crowd work with, they react how they're supposed to, and they shut up when they're supposed to, but there's always one that wants to be part of the show and just keeps talking and talking, and most comics can't handle it, but you know what to do with it, and I've always, I've always appreciated how you can handle that type of stuff. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Let's let's let the audience in on the secret. It's a it's a family member. So, uh huh. Um, I I know how to shut them down. I'm kidding. It isn't a family member. <laughs> you know, I don't mind heckling during the show as long as they get to laugh. Right. Because that's one less joke I have to do. Because at the end of the day, it's still my show. Right. Right. Now I uh so obviously I uh keep in touch with uh everything you do and I uh watch close but no cigar and learned about your was that 76 or 77 when you did the gong show 77 I count that I was 15 when I started in show business but uh truth be known it was like 3 days after my 16th birthday that I actually filmed the show but I had an audition when I was 15 so uh -huh. I that's fantastic. And, and really, um, I think you're, you really got, uh, your feet wet and got your start. Um, when you started doing the booking for the ice house in Pasadena, is that correct? Well, I mean, you know, today they're called bringer shows and that's what I was actually doing. I, I told the guy at the ice house, I said, you know, I could fill up this room with people I know in West Covina, which was, you know, about 20 miles away where I grew up and he said, okay, give it a try. So we did about five, six, seven, eight of those. And then then I had a, week, a weekly show in the smaller room, and that lasted six weeks. It's a lot of work to get asses in the seats, as they say. Right. I've experienced a little of that myself, so I understand. Who are some of the comics that uh, came through when you were booking that? 
Well, I was fortunate enough that some of the comics working uh, at the Ice House that week did my show, and it was uh, Gary Shanling, Robert Wool, Yakov Smirnoff, Larry Miller, um, Kevin Nealon, you know. And there's some great photos at my Instagram uh, account, Zany Bob on Instagram, uh, of some of those, like a young photo of both me and Shanling, even though he was like 15 years older. Right. Uh, that's fantastic. And, uh, Larry Miller is also another one of my favorites. He's got a great podcast. Larry's a very funny guy and a great actor too. Yeah. And he, he, he is, uh, as dry as a guy can be. He, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, he is, I, in fact, uh, they, whenever <laughs> we have droughts here in LA, they ask him to leave. Uh-huh. <laughs> that dry d by the way the dry got so now we got the rains today it's raining again so the rains are coming back for a little while but oh it was so bad here at the drought uh, that they uh my church was offering dry baptisms <laughs> did the uh did the uh fires affect you at all no they didn't except for smoke and ash but you get used to that since the guys next door are potheads yeah <laughs> That's great. Now, in addition to being a comic yourself, you've been you've been writing for folks uh, for many years. Um, obviously, we can't talk about who you write for, but that's been that's no, been one of your of the ethics involved in that, right? <laughs> I can tell you the ones I didn't write for, and uh, in fact, uh, when I was like eighteen or nineteen, I got a rejection letter from Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, saying he didn't care for the jokes that I submitted, uh -huh. and one of the one of the jokes I submitted was I went to an everything must go cell. They asked me to leave, <laughs> which I think is quintessential, Rodney. Oh anyway, yeah. Would've... So what happened? So you know, ten years later, I end up working for the guy and do his HBO special. So wow. that was the whole premise of Close but No Cigar is that I got close to everything. Yeah. But um, in fact, I'm writing. I'm I'm doing a like a follow up to that. So it ends at age fifty. Uh huh. My biography called uh, Plan C. It all started <laughs> with the word no. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, mean, I was on Star Search. I got to the semifinals on Star Search, even beating Carrot Top in the, in one of the rounds. Uh huh. But before that, I had been turned down for Star Search four times. And the producer of Star Search was on a plane, and he said he saw my stand-up set on the Rodney Dangerfield HBO special. I guess they were playing it. Uh-huh. And he said he'd be good for Star Search. So I had to do an HBO special before I could get a talent contest. Wow. And what's the name of the guy that beat you out in Star Search? It was a, it was a lady, Felicia Michaels. Oh, okay. There is some question of her uh, gender. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there isn't, but I yeah. went with the guys. Yeah. Um, so, and you actually got to work with uh, Jerry Lewis for quite a few years. You worked on the MDA telethon. Is that correct? Yeah, I did 17 years there. I uh, I did a spot right before midnight every year. And then for about eight years, I co-hosted the overnights from like midnight to 8 a.m. Uh-huh. Did so, you? And I got to be, that was my real moment to be Johnny Carson because Ed McMahon would come out. He didn't <laughs> even have to. He would stand there during my set. And if the joke didn't go well, he said, what was that, Bob? <laughs> so, I got to be Johnny Carson. So that was cool. Yeah, that that would and be Ed, cool. And Ed, um, Ed actually, during Star Search, he, he loved what I did. And he said, 
he called me up and said, I'm going to send a messenger to pick up a tape of yours because I want to get you on the Tonight Show with Johnny. And so he sent a messenger. I got him the tape. And it was the last six months of the show before Johnny retired. Uh So I didn't make it. I didn't get on. And only because everybody in the world wanted to be on with Johnny. So they weren't going to really go with anyone new. Yeah. Well, close but no cigar. Yep. (laughs) And uh, you you, uh, have some uh, uh, pretty cool acting credits. Um, You got to work with Linda Blair twice. Uh, Yeah. Well, the second time, I I don't think she was in the scene, but it was interesting. They did a movie called Repossessed where they revisited her from The Exorcist. Right. Leslie Nielsen. And I, I was on a tour with my wife, uh, not my real wife, but my, my acting wife. And I had one line in that movie. The other movie I did with her, I, I, you know, I was in like you know, three quarters of the film. Uh-huh. But and, and the I, acting wife, who, interesting enough, was Karen Knotts, who was Don Knotts' daughter. Oh, wow. So there's my Kevin Bacon number there. There you go. Yeah. And in uh, Up Your Alley, you were in that with uh, Murray Langston, who's better known as the Unknown Comic. Which, if you even think of what you just said, really makes no sense. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Better known as the Unknown Comic. Okay, well, okay. Yeah, and Murray's a friend of mine. I've known him for years. And, uh, you know, the other part of what I'm going to do in my biography is talk about the two and a half years I was a messenger in Hollywood, and I would deliver packages and letters all across to all the studios and to stars. And I end up filming or taping a movie or TV show at all the studios I went to as a kid. Oh, wow. But I, once I delivered a check to Murray Langston or, or maybe his people. I'm not sure, but it was for like $20,000. And I went, I think I'll, t- I like this business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, when you did uh, your podcast, his episode was one of my favorites. With Murray. Yeah. Murray's a nut. He, he is a nut. Let, he, he's, he's the quintessential, you know, and God bless him. He is Canadian, so we have to give him, you know. Right. A doubt. <laughs> and the, uh, he actually, in his book, he wrote about me, and I have, there's a couple of pictures of him and I together in it, so that was nice. So yeah. I guess I'll have to include Murray somehow in my book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, give him a mention. And uh, my other favorite episode was Stephen Wright, because that was just nuts. <laughs> Yeah, that just happened out of the blue. He was standing in line at Starbucks. And yeah. I uh, you know, went over and said, hey, Steve. He said, yeah, I, I know of you. And I said, hey, you want to be on the podcast? He said, sure. And, <laughs> you know, those type of, I think those opportunities happen probably more in New York City than it would in L.A. L.A. just like, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but New York is more community because you just, you see so many stars there. It's, it's, it's really kind of, I see more pe- famous people in New York than when I'm in L.A. Usually I see them at like, Costco or, uh-huh. or the uh, hardware store, right? <laughs> and you got to uh, you got to uh, push uh, David Spade around a little bit and Joe Dirt. Yep. In fact, I just recently was in Tahoe in October, and I went. He was performing across the street, and we got some photos together. That's actually on uh, on Instagram too. And we we talked about Joe Dirt, and I told him, I said. You know, when I go to the Midwest, that movie's like the Bible. He says, I know, I yeah. know. <laughs> it is. It's it's one of our favorites. Yeah. People love that film. Yeah. And in fact, I had I was selling merch after the show, and whenever I come across the DVDs of Joe Dirt, I, I will sell them. 
And this guy came up. He said, you weren't in Joke Dirt. I said, well, yeah, I was. He said, you shouldn't be selling that. I said, well, I'm actually in the film. <laughs> and and I, then I took my phone out and I Googled it and I showed him it. It showed me the cast list. He said, you made that up. I said, okay, you're right. <laughs> it's not worth fighting with people. It, it's so important to them. I, I had this guy once. I think it was in Dubuque, Iowa, and I was performing. And this guy came up to me after the show and said, I saw you open for Frank Sinatra. And I said, well, no, I haven't. He said, yeah, I did. I said, you know, of all the ones I've done, I think that one I remember. <laughs> and he said, well, you were, you did open. And I said, and finally, you know, it's like, why, why waste the energy? I go, you're right. It's just that Frank wants me to keep that on the down low. <laughs> and, and a few years later, I finally watched the, uh, the Hawaii episodes and the Tiki statue was white. Uh-huh. <laughs> But in my mind, I thought it was brown. So how about that for eyewitness testimony? Yeah, no doubt. They were even they were even had white privilege back then with tiki statues. <laughs> but but at least at least the tiki statue was doing bad things like uh, white people do anyway. So there you go. Oh, it caused it caused a lot of trouble. And let's just be honest. And those poor Bradys, they're lucky to get out of Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> alive. Yeah. My first, my first apartment when I moved finally to L.A., which is like you know forty miles where I grew up. Uh, my first apartment was just around the corner from the Brady Bunch house, and I didn't know it at the time. I found out years later. It was only like a block and a half away. Wow! And you see that you see the picture of the house in the show, and you go, "Wow, that's beautiful!" And yeah. what you don't know is behind it is the L.A. River, which is just cement. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're doing a HGTV thing where the Brady's get back together and remodel that house. Yeah, they they had. Uh, I, I drove by. My friend lives over there, and we drove by it the other day, and it's kind of like now all boarded up, so you can't get in. Yeah, or at least they got those fences where you can't see inside anymore. But you know, it's a one story home, so they're going to turn it into a two story home, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and if you're in it. And if you're a fan of old TV, if you ever watched Mannix with with Mike Connors, a lot of his scenes took place in the Brady Bunch house because Paramount would just shared the sets because oh. no one would pay attention back then. Yeah. So I, I was a Mannix fan, and I actually used uh, Mannix in uh, one of my bits, and that also uh, came up with silence. So. Sometimes well, maybe it's maybe it's your, maybe it's not the, the the references. It's more your bits. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, just being mean. I know, and and that's what you're so good at, and that's why I come see you anytime I can. Well, I'm doing the shows. I'm very excited. I'm going to be in Yorktown. I'm going to be in uh, Vetersburg for New Year's Eve. I've All never right. been there, so that's a new pin on the map. And I'm going to be in Elkhart which I believe is near you, right? Yeah. Um, so you're going to be at five star dive bar, um, which is now in a new location, a beautiful new location in downtown Elkhart. And they finally. have, uh, go ahead. I said, finally, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> they've got, they've got a, um, dedicated, uh, comedy club called five star comedy club. And you, Bob Zaney, are going to be there on December 28th. And yep. 
I am excited about that. Um, and folks, you can uh, follow Five Star Dive Bar and Five Star Comedy Club separately on Facebook. Just type in Five Star Dive Bar or Five Star Comedy Club to see who they've got coming up. But uh, I'm super stoked for the 28th show um, because my kids are going to be in town, and I think I'll be able to bring them. So uh, I'm super stoked about that. Well, then I'll... I'll be sure to ignore you so your kids go, wow, he's yeah. a dick. <laughs> well, I... But, you know, here's a, here's a great uh, fun fact. My Eat Salmon, the other pink meat, and Wake Me for Horny T-shirts uh-huh. are all made in South Bend, Indiana. Yeah. So, you know, you know, I've been buying them. I, I helped the Indiana economy a lot. Yeah. Well, uh, and wonderful shirts. Not Indiana. Yeah. Indiana. Hey man, let's let's get it confused. <laughs> Michiana is such a bad word, but it's the only thing I could do that people would recognize around here. So that's what I have to use. Um. So so I want to make sure we mention this again. Bob Zaney is at Five Star Dive Bar, the Five Star Comedy Club, on December twenty eighth. If you don't go see the show, you are stupid because um, he's one of the best comics acting right now um I yeah mean, so that's a guilt them into they're thinking they're intelligent i like yeah, that yeah yeah you're stupid if you don't go <laughs> you're just or you know something came up <laughs> you're just dumb real life yeah so one of the things i wanted to ask you is um you know since i i you know like I told you, I started doing comedy at 50, and if you wonder if that is too late, um, it is, um, because it takes years to really hone your craft. How long did it take you to get to your uh, to where you're at in your comedy persona? I mean, how many iterations of Bob Zaney were there before you finally found out what works for you? Oh, five or six, and, you know, I think now I'm... I'm now the guy in high school that would walk up to a group of kids and make them all laugh. <laughs> That's, you know, because when I was to get to that comfort level to talk to an audience and not worry about, you know, not getting a laugh because I trust in my instincts. Right. Now, I had an interesting thing happened the other night. I was in Long Beach at the Laugh Factory and this couple was there. I said, is this your first date? It's well, it's our first date night since the baby. I said, oh, it's the baby. <laughs> And she said, it's four months old, you know? And, uh, I said, well, what's the baby's name? It's a Decker. I said, Oh, well, just think if Decker was a 20, be a double Decker. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, you know, it was a white couple. I said, just think if you leave your husband for a black man, he'd be black and Decker. <laughs> but see those situations like that, <laughs> You know, I, I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know they were going to feed me some information that would work. Right. So, I mean, uh, you take a risk, obviously, you know. Someone once, I had a reviewer once review me and said, what's it like going out there not really knowing what you're going to do? I said, I think it's tougher to go out there knowing what you're going to do and then you have no way of getting out of it if it's not working. Yeah, no doubt. Because that's what Johnny Carson was the best at. If a joke didn't work, he was funny, funnier when he when he saved it. Right. Yeah. His uh, his reactions to a bad joke were actually his best stuff. Yeah. But that takes time, you know. And he was very influenced by Jack Benny, and he also wrote for Jack Benny. And mm-hmm. so, in his early days, he had a lot of Jack's mannerisms. 
not because he stole them. It's just when you really work with someone and you admire someone, you, you kind of adopt those mannerisms and then you become your own act. Right. So, sure. Way it's, I'm sure it's with singers and everybody else. Yeah, it's really, uh, I, I can't say I'm uh, anywhere near polished, but um, watching people and watching them get better is really a cool thing. I've watched a couple of young guys um, just, they started out about the same time I did and watching them get better because it's just a hobby for me and these guys really want to do it. Watching them get better is really a cool thing to see. And you've done a lot of mentoring yourself. Um, you've worked with a lot of comics over the years, haven't you? Yeah, and I still do. I, I'm now I'm getting invited to sit in on comedy classes and give my opinion. And, and actually, I end up writing jokes for people, mm-hmm. or at least when they're up there trying to flush out a premise, I go out, you know, I point out which premises work and which don't. But again, you know, anybody who gives you advice, it's like a self-help book. If you read a self-help book, all they do is quote other self-help books. Yeah. So... <laughs> Basically, advice is the same way. You you gather all this advice from many people, and then you find what works for you. Right, right. Well, it's been it's been wonderful to talk to you. I know you've uh, got a lot on your plate, and I don't want to keep you on for hours. I could talk for hours, but I don't want to keep you on well, for. Thank you, thank you for pointing that out, Scott. Because I'll tell you what, <laughs> I do have a lot on my plate, and it's the plate in my head, and it's called a toupee. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's actually, good. Actually, it's a Wizard of Oz uh, commemorative decorative plate, so it's oh. very pretty, and people oh. really love the plate. Is it ornate? No, actually, it's a it's a metal plate, and that's why I can never go to a magnet school. <laughs> you see, there's there's jokes everywhere. You just got to be able to find them. Yeah, I I mean, if I if my brain would work as quick as yours, then um, I would maybe actually be funny. So that's uh, no, you would you would be in an institution. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, folks, can follow me on Twitter at Bob Zaney Zaney Bob on the Instagram, and of course the podcast you're talking about on SoundCloud and iTunes. Of over 100 episodes, some really great ones on there and uh go shopping for christmas can eat salmon the other pink meat t-shirt wake me if you're horny or my real name is big dick mcgee at bobzany.com <laughs> all made in indiana there you okay? go S- support that local economy and make sure yep. you check out five star dive bar the five star comedy club on december 28th because the gentleman i'm talking to right now is going to be there and he's going to be funny well, I appreciate it. You're, you're, I wish you the best of luck. I'm glad you started at 50, so you know all about disappointment. Yes, yes. And uh, <laughs> I, when, when I see you on the 28th, um, we can add to my uh, collection of pictures of you refusing to shake my hand because I've got a few of those. Well, let's do that. Yeah. I think it's, we need to keep the tradition alive. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Bob. Great- Thank you, man. You're the best, baby. Yeah, you've really made my day. Thanks, Bob. Have a great one.